podcasting from the world's most livable city, Melbourne. This is the Your Career Down Under Show, a podcast dedicated to help newly arrived skilled migrants and settled migrants with their career and employment issues. We interview recruiters, career coaches, HR experts and employers who share tips, techniques and insights to help you land a job quickly and rapidly advance your career. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Naishad Gadani coming to you from Melbourne. And today is Career Care Package episode number 156. And today we are talking about nine steps to career change, career planning. And, you know, even we are going to discuss about how can you do an effective and robust career change. And to help us unpack this another interesting topic. I know we have spoken about career change, uh, you know, with many, many guests before, but everyone has a different view about how they personally embarked and successfully done the career change. So that's why we've invited Joe Green and Joe Green is a career change coach and she helps people successfully make those career changes. But even for Joe to do that, she also has gone through a successful career change. And it comes from her lived experiences, but also helping hundreds of other people go through the same change. So that's what we are discussing today. As usual, if you've got questions for us or Joe for today's session, please drop it in the LinkedIn live feed and we will take those questions with Joe. And if you think that this episode or this conversation would be useful to someone uh, that you know who is considering uh, or are going through career change, please tag them here because you might do a great service of just spreading great resources to them. Before we start to speak to Joe, let's welcome Caroline Brown. Thanks, Nesh. I'm super happy to be here and super happy to know that the numbers are down to zero in Melbourne. <laughs> Freedom soon. So, um, and you know, really excited to be talking about career change with you, Joe, because, you know, as reflecting, like this has been a transitional time for so many people. A lot of people have lost their job and they've reflected on what it is that they're wanting to do next and should they make a leap during a really difficult time. So it's a really timely topic. But thanks so much for joining us. It's really great to have you here. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. So I think a good place to start to give people a little bit of context about what we're going to talk about is just to tell them about what the work that you do as a, a career change coach. Sure, absolutely. So I guess in a nutshell, I help people who don't love the career that they're in at the moment to figure out what they want to do next. So mm. some people come to me and they have absolutely no ideas at all. It's a blank piece of paper and some come with loads of different ideas and lots of people kind of somewhere in between. So I work with mm. people across any industry who are trying to figure out what they want to do next. And I guess because of my background, I have a particular interest in working with people who are passionate about social justice and the environment and wanting to help create a better world. But I work with people across all industries as well as one of those. Mm, okay. So you talk about like a nine step process or nine steps. And I wonder if we could sort of dig into or perhaps give an overview of, of what that is and maybe we'll dig into a few of those really critical ones. 
Sure, I think um, nine steps sounds like a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> so really, it does. <laughs> 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 overwhelming. <laughs> so really, it's three, and each of the three has three parts. That's probably yeah. a better way of kind of putting it. So the first one is getting clear. So getting clear mm -hmm. on what's going to be important for you in work going forwards, getting clear on the areas that you want to explore. Um, and I can go into those three kind of parts of that one if you like. The second part is getting curious and getting connected. So understanding more about careers and going and chatting and, and getting connected with other people. And the third part is keeping motivated. So that's looking at how you're going to keep motivated through that career change journey. But it's also looking at how other people can help you to keep motivated and have some support during the career change and kind of exploration journey that you go through. Because mm. I find, yeah, it's really interesting, the motivated part, motivation part, because it's so easy to lose momentum when you're making making a change. And I guess this relates to job search as well. But what, what are some of your strategies for helping people keep that momentum going? Yes, definitely. I think there's a couple of things. One is, is really focusing on why. Why mm. is it that you want to do this? So for me, when I was changing career and I was eventually became a coach, for me, it was that I didn't want to go back to what I was doing before. I really knew that I could, could have just got online and found another job in that industry and I could have kept on doing that if I wanted to but I knew that I didn't and that really helped me to keep motivated and focused on what I wanted to make that career change. Another part to it is thinking about what helps you to keep motivated and if you say that you want to do something in life what helps you to actually do that um, mm. and there's a lady called Gretchen Rubin who's written a book on this and there's a quick quiz that you can do online and it's called the four tendencies so people tend to fall into one of the four tendencies they are very simply um, people who are happy to uphold themselves, they're called upholders. So they will, um, if they say they're gonna give up alcohol for a month, they'll do it, they don't need anyone else involved, they'll do what they said that they were gonna do, they can uphold themselves. There's questioners, the questioners, I'm a questioner, they need to know why, which is probably why I mentioned for me the, the why part there. The questioners like to ask lots of questions and if they know why, they're definitely gonna do that thing. The third one are obligers. They need other people. And I think a lot of my clients are obligers. They've come to me because even without necessarily being able to articulate it, they realize they need someone else to help help them accountable and give them that structured process to go through. So for lots of other people, that could be to go to the gym, where we can go to the gym, or go out and do some exercise. They might need someone else to go with them to make sure that they actually do it. It can be as simple as that sometimes, can't it? And then the fourth people are rebels. So for the rebels, it's more about them having their own way of doing it. They want to figure out their own sense. So I've had a few rebel clients. They tend to be the ones who don't particularly like me giving them the structure <laughs> that the other people like having because they want to find their own way in doing it. And it's kind of a really interesting group of people to work with. So I think understanding more about yourself and what's going to keep you motivated and what you need to put in place to keep things moving is really important to think about. It'd be an absolute gift to help people identify that because you know thinking about what you're saying i go oh yeah i could be that or i could be that or i could be that but that seems like it's really critical to to keep the momentum going forward so is it a good time now to change careers with everything going on do you think <laughs> yeah it's a question i think on lots of career changes minds at the moment i mm. think there's a couple of things to think about one is that it takes time to change career and a pandemic takes time. And at this point, as you very much know, living in Melbourne, we don't know what's gonna happen next. We don't know how long this is gonna go on for. And so there's no harm in exploring what you might want to do next and trying to understand more about yourself and understand more about that picture of what that's gonna be 
because a big part of changing career is going out and it can be on safely in a COVID safe way on Zoom, having conversations with people exploring different career ideas. And that takes time. And so actually starting it now whilst all this is happening and potentially the people you're trying to speak to have a bit more time to have conversations with you is a good place to be. And also there are lots of industries at the moment that are doing really well. There's obviously ones that we can all list like travel and you know, you wouldn't really want to change careers to be a pilot at the moment, unfortunately. But there are all sorts of industries that are doing well or are doing okay. And you're not gonna know that unless you start exploring and having conversations with people to learn about that. So I'd say there's no harm in exploring and, and figuring things out at the moment. And obviously you'll get a much better picture of what the market's like in the area you want to move into once you're speaking to people and you've got that clearer picture. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, you know, Joe, if we can, you know, we go back and trace your career change. So tell us about that career change. Was it uh, a particular incident? Was it over a period of time that you decided that it's just getting too much doing the same thing over and over again? Uh, you know, or what, what were some of the triggers that you noticed that kind of pushed you into thinking that you need a career I think change. it's a, probably a longer answer than you expected because I think it goes, <laughs> both in, in talking about it but in my life um, I think really I never knew what I wanted to do at school that was kind of the starter of it and there wasn't great career advice and career support at school and so I did a degree because that's what my parents said I should do I did it in the subjects I liked most at school because that was the obvious choice because I didn't know what else to do and then after university I was I found it hugely stressful figuring out what I was going to do next. So I kind of fell into a career. I knew someone that did it and it sounded okay. And I worked in relocation in London for a few years. And then um, a housemate gave me the idea of market research when I was saying, I'm not really happy in this career and I don't know what to do. And so I Googled market research and I thought, oh, okay, I can tick the boxes on that. I could do that. So that's the way not to change career. Please don't just change career based on Google. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't career change Google or Dr. Google it. Because once I got into market, working in market research, it was nothing like I expected it to be because I'd never spoken to someone that had ever even done it. I completely made up in my head what I thought it was going to be like. And there were lots of reasons why it did on paper make sense. Um, but yeah, it didn't last that long for me. I think I was in market research for about, about four, three and a half, four years. And I moved to Australia kind of during that process. And then I actually got a coach. After that, I was so completely confused. And I said, right, what am I going to do? And what happened in market research, as you said, is a particular moment. I was in a focus group, um, in a market research focus group, looking through the kind of double mirror that they have. And I was listening to these, um, this market researcher interviewing people about a wine, a very famous Australian wine label, and where the bubbles should go on the bottle. <laughs> And I just had this epiphany and I thought, I don't <laughs> I need to do something that matters to people and the world and isn't just making this big wine label more money. Like it just was one of those kind of moments of like I need out. And so I found a coach and she was great at helping me to understand, I guess, what motivated me in my career and values. And she really helped me to, to kind of get a better understanding about myself. And that's when I did a bit of a sideways move into working in marketing for charities. And so I worked in marketing for charities for seven years. And that definitely hit that mark of wanting to make a difference, wanting to feel like I was doing something bigger out there in the world. And that's why I really love working with people with that similar kind of value. Um, but at the same time, I still felt that square peg in a round hole feeling. It still felt like I don't love doing this. You know, you kind of I'd sit around the, in the office and think, 
I wouldn't want to move into anyone else's job. There isn't anywhere else in this company I'd want to move to next, my next move. And, you know, the, the fundraising magazine would arrive and all the others would be talking about all the innovations in fundraising. And I think, oh, I don't care. I, don't, I was not interested in that. I just didn't, didn't have any kind of meat to me. And so I knew that I left this very big, very stressful um, fundraising campaign that was my last charity job. And I said, I just need to stop. I just need to stop and I need to take some time. And so I did the classic went traveling, went to India as part of that, and really just needed to do a bit of soul searching and a bit of time. And I knew I needed to approach career change a bit differently. And thankfully, I fell upon the company who actually ended up doing my training with. And that's how I kind of found this different way. Lots of, um, lots of people, I think, think of career change of do a test online, and it will tell you the 20 jobs that you should do. Well, that has probably got 200 jobs that it's picking from. But we all know there's thousands and millions probably of different jobs out there. That kind of thing can't be accurate and work for you. You actually need to go and work out, go out there into the world and explore things yourself. And I kind of really tried to do a career change on paper and on Google as that kind of first one. And I realized this time I needed to do something different. And that's what really motivated me to, to spend some time doing it. So I think it was both that kind of build up of never quite knowing what was right and it actually was at that point that I could see the threads that came through my career. That real interest in psychology and in research was all about that. I studied biology with psychology at university. There was a glimmer of it there. I could see kind of the threads coming through. But actually, when it came to this kind of career change to doing what I do now, it was the real chance that I took to take the time and the energy to really explore things. And so I went about it a lot differently that time. And actually, yes, yeah, took months to kind of go through that process and try things out. I love what you said because it isn't just a quick overnight thing. There's this kind of mellowing and exploring and it's okay not to know for a while because that makes you more curious by the sounds of it um, and going and seeking that help and, and that type of thing. So I think that's a fantastic message for anybody that's um, actually watching this to understand that it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be a quick Google and a, you know assessment. It can be this you know, life's a journey and life's an exploration as well. So, yeah, and yeah. I always say to my clients that the bad news is there's not going to be some big epiphany light bulb moment, some kind of <laughs> crash of lightning from the sky, and they're not going to wake up one day and phone me and say, Joe, I figured it out. I know what it is I want to do. Like, how amazing would that be? I mean, if I could have the magic wand for them and do that, then yeah. that would be that would be fantastic. It doesn't work like that. As you said, it is a slower progress. It is a journey. It is, yeah, it's a part of life, isn't it, of going through that, but it does take time. And that takes a huge amount of energy and a huge amount of commitment from the person to say, I really know that I want to do this. And I really know that I want to, to put the time and effort into that. And then the initial kind of phone calls that I have with my clients, I really make sure that they're ready because they need to be saying, yes, I do want to change. Yes, now I want to put that time and effort in. And I know then that they're the ones that are going to have the most success going through the work that I do with them because it's, they're coming to me at the right point in life to be working on it. Yeah. If I, and I just wanted to welcome Brooke and Brooke saying that wanting to make a difference is so important. We've got Greg who's coming on uh, from YouTube. Interesting story. Joe, it so, sounds like you really got to know yourself before through this career change process. And we've got a LinkedIn user. I don't know the name, but uh, he's saying I'm in the process of exploring the unpublished job market, networking and creating possible list of target companies. And I think that's a challenging process, but you know, kudos to you. I think that's the right way to approach. Joe, I, you know, I think in career change, because I've gone through a career change and KB has also gone through career change as well. 
do you, do you find a lot of people uh you know kind of want to do it but they don't want to do the work required to do like inward work that is required for them to do like you know understanding their values or understanding what motivates them understanding the the kind of you know background of their their choices that they've made and mm. it's like unfolding right it's like you're really <laughs> unfolding that thing do you think people is that one of the reason people do not want to go through that uh uncomfortable uh you know places because it does take you to uncomfortable places you know psychologically spiritually it does take you to places where you don't know whether this is a right way or not right way and, you know a lot of people we think hey i'm, I'm going to meet joe at five o'clock uh and by six o'clock i would have figured out and tomorrow morning i'll have my resume next day linkedin profile the following day a recruiter will call me four days i'll probably change my career it doesn't work that way tell us about what are some of the resistances that you have experienced that individuals go through and what are some of the strategies to cope up with that mm, yeah great so i guess there's a, a few things that i really see are the common things that tend to come up the first is that we tend to be our own biggest obstacle when we're trying to make some kind of true career um, some kind of change in life whether that's a small habit that we want to make or we want to move house or we want to change career whatever it is it's often ourselves that are stopping us us in doing that and as you said it could be in um all sorts of fears that come up so it could be that fear of actually unpacking things and understanding about ourselves but it could be the fear of making the wrong decision and the fear of if i make that career change will i actually get into it and it not be the right thing it could be confidence that comes up in your own skills your own abilities in making that decision there's all sorts of kind of things that come up around around fear there's also then quite often a big one which i i definitely resonate with is that lack of knowledge there's no way that you can know about all the careers around there and you can't be what you can't see and so it's a scary place to sit and say well i don't know where i want to change into and how am i going to find out what all those different possible careers are that, that could be right for me out there and we also hold ourselves back by making a lot of assumptions about careers. So we think, oh, that would be difficult to get into, or I wouldn't earn enough money if I did that one, or I don't have the skills with kind of assumptions about ourselves as well. I wouldn't have the skills or I don't have the ability of experience to do that. And so there's all sorts of ways that people really kind of hold themselves back. Another big thing that I see, and I'd say this is probably 99% of my clients would have this one, is just simply people getting stuck in their heads. And they come to me and they say, I've been thinking about career change for, I'd say, minimum months, mostly probably years. And I'm going around in circles in my head and I'm just going around in circles and I'm dismissing ideas and I don't know what to do next. I'm, I'm stuck. I'm in that analysis paralysis part where I'm just can't make any sense of any of this stuff. And they then come to me for that kind of structured process to go through to help them to, to unpack all of that. So I think there's a huge amount of things that come through. Um, that stop people from making that change. But those are definitely the big ones. Mm. It's an interesting thing, I, you know, I always reflect when, on when I make a change, even a small change, even, you know, about learning a new skill. A, a really big revelation I had about myself a couple of years ago is I think it's going to be hard, you know. I, I think I'm not capable of it. I think it's going to be hard and I'm, I'm fearful of the effort that it's going to take. So I always find myself, I, I go, okay, thank you for that. And the voice in the head <laughs> that's going on. But let's just start. Let's just start and see see what happens. And just a little step, you know, turn the computer off. <laughs> so, or Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How, 
how big a tool is LinkedIn in this process? Because I often find with clients that, you know, I take them through a process of navigating the hidden job market. It's just to have a look to see if you want to change from being a teacher, where have teachers gone to or where have lawyers gone to, or, you know? Mm. And there's a real eye-opener for people around, gosh, it is possible to do something different. So, yeah, Yeah. what's an easy first step for people to, of course, call you, but, you know, to get (laughs) what's an easy first step for people to to take if they've got the analysis paralysis thing going on? I think you you touched on it spot on just now. It's it's get out and do something different. If you're sitting Mm. at home going round in circles on your head, you're not going to change your career saying, you're not going to change career sitting on your sofa. You're not going to change it sitting on your computer. It is actually go and do something. Go and actually speak to people or try something. So I think a big part of the work that I do with people is taking the risk out of career change. And Tana talked about that fear that comes up. And so if there's all this kind of fear and, and, and lack of knowledge that's coming up around career change, then you've actually got to go out there and you've got to go and understand the realities of those careers. And so that kind of way that I think people don't think about career change is actually that conversations are really a key part of it. And so it could be, as you said, using LinkedIn to say, okay, well, I'm interested in, you know, it could be a really broad area, you know, psychology, for example, was an area I was interested in, or am interested in, in a kind of broad sense, um, and psychology's got many different parts to it, coaching would fall within that, as well as being a psychologist in that kind of classic career, but it's in saying, okay, what can I, who can I find that works in different areas in this, and just be curious. Curiosity mm. is so key, and I'm just going to be curious, and I'm going to go and speak to those people. And you're not looking for a job at that point. You're just saying, I'm just going to be curious. I want to understand what their career is like. Mm. I want to understand what do they actually do each day? How, if they're a psychologist, you know, what was their training like? Um, how do they get clients? What does it feel like to kind of take on the weight of other people's problems all day and go through that? Like, what are all the different things that you might be curious about? So that you can really understand what that career is like and test those assumptions mm. and that lack of knowledge that's going on. But also, I think another thing that's really important is to find ways to test careers. Because you think about if you go into, say you go into the supermarket and you walk into the chocolate aisle, you know which chocolates on that shelf you like and which ones you don't like, but you only know that because you've tried them. But with careers, we're expected to decide which career, but we've never even tried any of them. We're not supposed to know what it's like. So it's finding really small ways to do it. So I had a client who was thinking about becoming a personal trainer. And so she ran a boot camp in her garden for some of her friends just to see how did it feel to be on the other side and be the one saying, hey, do 10 press ups rather than, than be the one being told to do it by someone else. So I had someone who was interested in, in designing cafes and restaurants and she actually it was wonderful. She had a friend who was um, doing exactly that and needed a bit of help. So she gave them a bit of help or I had someone who was um, interested in running French speaking tours in Sydney pre-COVID um, and so she found some friends and she went off and she kind of designed this tour and took them off around Sydney to kind of go and learn things so it's kind of that sense of how can you actually try out that career in a really small way so that you can actually get a sense of whether it would feel right because on paper as I said before with my kind of market research career change you can tick the boxes and say well I want a career that's gonna pay me this much and use these skills and be in this kind of environment but actually until you've been there and you've felt it and you've experienced it you won't really have understood what it's like so it's finding ways to kind of go about that and as you said it's very much breaking it down into those small steps it can seem very intimidating career change of thinking about all these kind of big things to go and explore but it could be as simple as today I'm going to find a um, graphic designer to speak to and I'm going to go on LinkedIn and I'm going to send out a few messages to people and obviously LinkedIn is brilliant because you can see who your contacts are 
connected with and you could say oh I can see that my friend Sarah is connected to a graphic designer I'll see if Sarah can pop me in touch and it's a great way of being able to expand your network in that way or even just have a look at people's profiles and understand where they've come from but I'd say the conversations would be a really key part to actually reach out to people and speak to them and people are so willing to help and so flattered to be asked to have a conversation as I was in <laughs> being asked to do this today. People are very um, flattered to talk about their experience and how they've got to where they've got to today. So actually I think people can find it um, a bit strange to feel about doing that reach out and asking people to have a chat, but actually people are often extremely willing to help and many of them have been through the same process themselves and have actually um, are happy to kind of give that, that kind of that love back to someone else and carry on that, those conversations. Yeah, I think that's that's something that uh, uh, you know. I think me and KB has been uh, talking about it. Is this idea of reaching out to people who have taken those journey before and just having starting a conversation? I think, I think starting a conversation is is an art becoming. It seems like because I think we are not many people are great with it. Uh, you know, that's what we've been. You know, experiencing even the conversation. I'm pretty sure Joe and UKB would receive LinkedIn messages, and you feel, uh, you know, you should have read my LinkedIn profile a little bit to, you know, to to get a sense of who I'm. I'm not against anybody sending a message, um, but I think spending two minutes itself, you can actually draft much more thoughtful message to somebody because ultimately you want them to respond if you're just doing it just for sake of doing it then you might as well ask a 13 year old to do it why would you do it by yourself you know um, second so if you then move to the uh, to the other one is the uh you know is the part of the network your own network plays in career change is incredibly important in my view you know when i was when i took my you know big decision of leaving my engineering career behind and starting to work with unemployed and underemployed. Nobody in my immediate network knew what that role was. Nobody. Nobody in my network, even right now, you know, probably if they if you ask them what do I do, they say yeah, he appears on LinkedIn every day at 3 p.m. and he does some thing on resume writing and I don't know, but that's pretty much it. I don't know, I don't know what else, because it's a very unconventional path that I chose. But tell us about the, you know, because I have experienced firsthand that, you know, not having a great network support, you know, you know, really slows down the process, uh, you know. Tell us about how do you really gain that, gain that trust and, you know, win them over uh, you know, you don't have to convince them, but at least if you got their support, I think it just helps you to to propel through that you know you know tough time of making a career change. Tell us about how did you do it, and what are some of your strategies? Yeah, I think there's kind of two parts to that. There's kind of how to find the people and build your network, and there's also having a support network as probably a separate thing. So I'll kind of, if that's right, I'll talk to those two points. So I think the first one about how to build your network is to think of it like three different um, groups of people that you're going to reach out to. So there's the warm contacts of the people that are your friends and people that you, ex-colleagues, people that you know already. And it might be um, that you know someone and you think, oh, I, I remember that someone I worked with 10 years ago has now become that graphic designer and I'm going to get in touch and, and speak to them. But it, that might be, um, might be trickier. It might be harder to find kind of within that. But if you think, say you've got um, 100 people that you can contact, they've also all got 100 people that they could put you in touch with. And it's more than that. Someone's done the maths on this, and I think it's something like 20,000 people are just that step away from you. 
So I say to clients, reach out to your friends and ask them, do they know a graphic designer, a psychologist, a interior designer, whatever it is you're looking for, whether you text them, whether you put it on Facebook, whether you put it on LinkedIn, however you feel comfortable, ask your current network to help you find the people that you're looking for. And because that will then be your friend Sarah putting you in touch with her friend Gary, Gary's more likely to speak to you because um, you've got that mutual person in, in, in common. And so that's a really nice way to build your network and to find people to speak to. And then, of course, there's the cold contacts. And so that's then reaching out to people. And obviously, you could do that on LinkedIn. You could do that through um, going on people's websites. And with that one, it tends to be a bit more of a numbers game. You tend to have to put out more reaches to people to get an answer back because they have no affiliation with you. And that just takes a bit more time and a bit more energy to do that. But it can be super helpful to do that as well because you are reaching outside, really kind of outside the perimeter of your network. And they can be really useful people um, for you. I think the really key thing about having conversations as part of career change is that once you've had that conversation, you've had a chance in that conversation to show um, like what your skills are, what you're interested in, how you could add value into that area that you're looking at changing career in. And that person you're speaking to then becomes an advocate for you. They then have you kind of in the back of their mind that say in a month or two or however many you know, weeks time, they think, ah, oh, I've heard about this opportunity. I wonder if Joe's still looking. And it's like you've got a spider web of people kind of looking out there for you. And so it's really useful in building up that network and keeping in touch with people as you go through that kind of career change journey. And I think so your second point, having support is so key in career change because as I mentioned before, there's all of those fears, all of that kind of lack of knowledge, all of that kind of stuff that comes up in thinking about a big change. And so having some people who you can talk that through with, whether that's a friend, whether it's a coach, um, whether it's a mentor, but somebody that you can sit down with and be really honest and say, hey, I'm struggling with this part, or this fear's come up, or I'm worried about this, or I'm stuck in finding a contact in this area, or whatever it might be is a super important part of it. I kind of say, find a cheerleader. I had um, a friend when I was doing my career change. Uh, I'm in Sydney, she's down in Melbourne, and she was just, she's a very positive person. So I chose her specifically as my career, my, my cheerleader, because I knew that she'd G me along. And she was wonderful. I have a feeling she put a reminder in her phone <laughs> because it would be, you know, Tuesday morning. Oh, look, I've got a minute. <laughs> but it was so lovely that she put that effort in and that she would then check in with me and say, how's it going? What have you been up to? And then we'd catch up on the phone as well and kind of talk things through. And she really was there for me to, to un wanting to understand and unpack things with me. And that was really, really useful. And then obviously having a coach um, as your support network can be really useful if you're stuck on the process to go through and you kind of think, I don't quite know how to approach this or I've been approaching it on my own and I now don't quite know how to approach going about this career change and I want some structure to it and I want someone who has spoken to hundreds of people and knows kind of what the fears are that come back and how people get stuck and it's going to help you kind of move forward with that. So obviously I found having a coach hugely useful and um, also enjoyed kind of looking at it from the other angle of thinking, oh, I wonder if I can do what she's doing. So <laughs> that was kind of part of my experience. I think that, you know, just that thing, the gift, like from a coach, is that person that has seen the fears that people go through and knows different ways or can just give you a different perspective or know, like, say, for example, with outreach, you know, what's your likely response rate and, you know, all of those different things I think is a, a valuable gift that your friend gave but also, you know, in the work that you do as well. I have a question that's just sort of come up for me is how do you know whether you need to make a career or you just need to change a career change or just need to change a job? What's, ah, what's the yeah. difference between that? 
And I've had work with people like that who've come to me saying, I want to create change. And then it's actually been, yeah, a smaller change. And it's, that's kind of yeah. a fascinating part, fascinating part of the process. I think it's thinking about so many, there's so many parts of it, aren't there? Because it could be that actually the company's the problem. Mm. And actually when it comes down to the job that you're doing and the skills that you're using and what you're doing every day, that could be okay. And actually when you start unpacking it, it's actually the industry that the company's in or the values that they have or the people that you're working with or the manager or the leadership or whatever it is. And it could actually be that and getting clearer on that and realizing actually the job's okay, it's the rest of it that needs to change. And I've seen definitely mm. seen people kind of go about that. So I think just in packing and getting clear on what it is you want in your career going forwards, that's gonna become kind of pretty evident and working out, whether it's mm. actually the career or whether it's the job. If it's the career, then it's gonna be a bigger thing of saying, actually, I don't enjoy what I'm doing in this career. And yes, there's some little bits of it that, that sound kind of right and some bits of the skills and some bits of things that I, I enjoy, but actually the bigger picture of it kind of isn't feeling right. And it's actually that kind of bigger career change that's actually gonna pull elements from all sorts of different places. As I said with mine, it's kind of pulled threads from all my different careers to get to where I am today. Um, and that can be, is more of a complex process often to go through. I did have one, um, one lady um, who I helped change career, she was in her third career when I worked with her and she actually went back to her second career after we worked together, which I did not see coming. Like it's so fascinating that, that people come to me and they really don't know what's gonna happen next. Sometimes it is that smaller change. Sometimes it is, I had a lady who worked in marketing and she went from one role in the team to another role. It was very clear very quickly that the company was fantastic. She really loved working there. It was just that some of the elements of that role wasn't right. And when we unpacked it more, actually just like sideways step within the same company, which was wonderful that it was possible, that was all that she needed. So I think it's for people, it's really keeping open to the fact that it might be a big career change, but it might be something smaller and keeping kind of open to all the options that might actually arise during the process. Hmm. I guess the critical thing is the change, isn't it? So change and the reflection that goes with it from from that mm. perspective as well. So yeah. Now, if you want to, you know, look at you know those people who are currently going through, uh, you know, COVID nineteen career changes, right? They are probably forced right now. You know, they may not have chosen uh, to make changes, right? So, what are your uh, you know, sort of top tips for those people who are currently going through career transition, where uh, you are unable to meet a lot of people personally, uh, and, and getting through to people is also not easy. I know LinkedIn is far more accessible, but it's still not. You know, you know, it doesn't take it. it it's not as equal to as you meet people personally for a coffee, and you know, still we we are still facing a lot of challenges around COVID nineteen. So, what are some of your you know strategies for people who are going through this career change right now yeah I, I think with my clients i'm seeing that there's just two groups of people there are the people who um have been more redundant or have got less hours or obviously the industry's completely changed and, and the roles kind of aren't so possible anymore but then there's the kind of the people i was working with before as well who who COVID have made them potentially reflect more that they've said oh now i've worked from home I've kind of seen work in a different light because I haven't got my team around me anymore. And maybe they were G me on and keeping me going. And now without them, 
I've realized this really isn't the right career and I need, you need to change. Or I'm really loving the flexibility of working from home and they want me to come back in the office when it's safe too. And so yeah, all sorts of things come up. It's been really interesting seeing what changing people's environment and way of work has thrown up for them throughout the process. So in terms of, of COVID and career change, I think, I think we're very lucky that technology is so wonderful that we're able to do things like this, but also that things like Zoom are, are kind of possible. And in terms of having those conversations with people when you're changing career, I always say to my clients, it doesn't matter where in the world those people are, particularly during those initial conversations you're having, when you're just really being curious and wanting to understand about different careers. That can, person could be in France, a person could be in America, it doesn't matter. And actually you're going to understand all sorts of different things by speaking to a couple of different people in a couple of different places about different careers and how they went about going about getting into that career and the work that they do. And so that doesn't really matter. And so I think um, it was always happier. People are happy. And I think I used to have clients who I'd say, I do my sessions over Zoom and I'd say to them Zoom and they'd say, what? And now everybody knows what Zoom is. So I think for most people, it's actually, um, as long as they haven't got exhausted from the day from being online chatting to people, that people actually are more open to these ways of communication and potentially have a bit more time on their hands in the evenings or outside of work at the weekends to have a quick chat with someone. So I would say definitely that I think it's actually got a bit easier with that kind of side of things, but people are more used to doing that. Of course, sitting down and having a coffee with a human and having that kind of in-person connection is a wonderful thing, but I think, I don't think it's too different um, being able to do it on Zoom. So I don't see that as too much of a difficult thing. I think making sure that you've got the support because if you are isolated and at home and in lockdown and restrictions and all that kind of stuff, the support part of career change is even more important because you know, people are working from home and they haven't got those other people around them as support of work. And if they haven't got that support around them in terms of career change, both can feel very, very isolating kind of things to be going through at once. So making sure that support is there, really leaning on trusted friends, family, people that um, that you're happy to kind of bring into that career change process with you, I think is really key at the moment to make sure there's plenty of support going on. Mm, makes sense. Are people making any mistakes around uh, career change at this time? Have you seen anything, anything that people shouldn't be doing in terms of, I don't know, you know, how they might make a decision or how they're approaching doing a change? Yeah, I think I think it would probably be the same, but exacerbated at the moment would be the assumptions that, that we make. I think people, as I mentioned before, people make assumptions about different industries and whether the market's okay, whether it's hard to get into it, whether they need a degree or a qualification or whatever it might be to move into a particular area. Often people contact me and say, I do want to study, I don't want to study. <laughs> thinking they do need to do that, you know, to change career or they just aren't up for doing that. And actually, I think that at this point it can be it can be a bit I think people can be a bit worried that how the how's the economy going to be is the market going to be okay to change career but you're only going to go and do understand that if you go and speak to people because as I mentioned some industries are booming at the moment and some are finding it tough some really have evolved and changed over the last year and the only way that you can understand that is by going and speaking to people in the areas that you're interested in keeping your eyes and your ears open and your mind open to what might be possible and it might be that things are a bit different and things are kind of moving and changing and you've just got to kind of roll with the punches a bit on that as, as we all kind of go through the uncertainty that there is with COVID at the moment. Mm. That makes sense. Excellent. So, you know, Joe, it's been fascinating to pick your ideas on career change. If people are currently going through career change and if they 
want some of your help, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Mm, um, great. So obviously on LinkedIn, um, I'm Joe Green. Uh, my website is very simple. It is joegreencoaching.com. Um, and I offer a kind of 20 minute chat with people to have a chat about how they're going in their career change, where they're getting stuck, and if I am the right person to help them um, do coaching with them. But also, if I'm not, then I'm always very happy to um, to say that and to say suggest someone else for people um, who might be um, useful for them to get in touch with instead. So very happy to have a chat with people um, or kind of chat over email as well um, and discuss how things are going. Fantastic. And you've got some you've got some great blog posts on LinkedIn as well that people can read and get some insights as well. Yes, so. Thank you. Yeah. So I, I um yeah, have tried to do a blog a month um, and keep on top of doing that. So I put them on LinkedIn and I'm, I'm on my website and on my Facebook as well. So um yeah, mm. always kind of thinking about ways to kind of educate and help people to think about career change in different ways and kind of share tips on on that. So people coming in at different times of their career change or with different challenges can find some quick tips to kind of get unstuck and get moving on things. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks again, Joe. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow, we are taking a creative approach and, you know, literally a creative approach that we are going to talk about creative ways to find jobs. Uh, you know, and we've got some really cool examples of people who have done that, you know, in Australia and also overseas also. So we'll be bringing some new and innovative ideas. So we get ready, you know, you know what i say is that you know be dif being different is uh, going to be useful in these times so watch out tomorrow 3 p.m our show around uh, creative approaches in job search and how to win that so until we see you tomorrow we are still not out of the woods uh, melbourne although we have donut today and we are absolutely proud of that that we had zero 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 death and zero new cases today so hopefully tomorrow brings us new hope and probably new relaxation as well so until we see you tomorrow everyone look after yourself stay happy healthy and bye for now bye everyone thank you bye thank you everyone for listening to the your career down under show hope you enjoyed today's episode if you want to know more about how your career down under can help you, please reach out to us on www.yourcareerdownunder.com.au And if you have got a question about today's episode or if you want us to do a particular show on a particular topic, please reach out to us. We would love to do that. Until next time, be well.